Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know, Christy, we did a show a little while ago about the simple formulas of living. And we wanted to do a kind of a part two of this because there was so much good information that we didn't want anybody to miss out on any of it. Yep, we, we got this list from the Aspirations Institute, and they, they published it, and there were some pretty interesting ones on it on our first show, but it really is about simplifying those things in your life that can create a formula, if you will, for mm-hmm. a happier, more content, more authentic way of being. Extraordinary way of being, because we complicate our life. We did a whole show on get out of your own way and, you know, not my circus, not my monkey. We talked about breathing and how we get so caught up in the stressors of our life that we lose focus, right? We lose time. We stop actually living. We start just existing through all of these things that we create the drama. We create the stress. We create things and make them so much bigger than they need to be. Mm -hmm. And we did the first show we went through the first part of the list that including kind of things like living below your means right um that that can reduce a lot of stress if you can kind of eliminate some of that debt in your life uh returning everything that you borrow stop blaming other people (laughs) take responsibility for your own mistakes um those are some of the things that we talked about in the first show that are vitally important to letting go right being happy you know that whole phrase of is it you know, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Right. How many times have we heard that? But again, how simple is that? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a simple, it's very simple, simple. Not easy, easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Not easy, but it is pretty simple. Right. So we talk. We're going to talk about some more things today on how you can just simplify things to make life just a little bit better, a little bit happier. We challenged you in the first show to kind of think about some things in your own life. What are those big stressors that you have? Mm-hmm. Um, how can you simplify them? Absolutely. And, and I think and that's that... kind of what we're just going to give you some examples. Mm-hmm. These are all things that we struggle with. No one I don't think is exempt. Some of them are a little harder than others. And some of them, I think people, some people struggle more with than others. Right. But we all struggle with them. We all make things way more complicated than they need to be. Every time. I mean, I think that if we can just simplify some of these things that we do, then life would be, well, simple. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be a whole lot better. Um, So these are, again, these are just some examples. We challenge people to find their own. I think that that, that's a good formula, a good formula for living. Right. Well, and let's start off with where we left off. One of the things I don't think people do enough of, and I am certainly guilty of this, is taking time to be alone. Some people can't stand being alone. Some people are very afraid to be alone. That's true. But I think it is important that you take time to be alone. Now, that may be reading a book. That might be meditating, which me and Christy are not fans of. (laughs) That's right. right. (laughs) Well, I guess we're better fans of it now because we've learned a little bit more about it. But being alone with yourself gives you time to either reflect or decompress. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And you got to let yourself be okay with being yourself. That's true. You know, I mean, granted, I mean, there's sometimes I don't like to be alone because, boy, I irritate myself sometimes more than other <laughs> other people. And don't we all get there, right? And right. how many times do we do things and that we're not proud of and, you know, we don't want to stop long enough for that stuff to hit kind us. Kind of resonate. And, right. And, oh, absolutely. okay, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't handle that so well. I, um, maybe that's the one of the reasons why. Maybe I'm a really bad person, and you know, and I don't yeah, want to take I, time out. Yeah, I think that comes and... across on the show. <laughs> um, but I do think that that's what people yeah. don't do. They 
they tend to just kind of, you know, well, I've got to be here. I got to be there. I can't, I, I'm always they schedule themselves to death. Schedule themselves. I mean, a lot of parents do this. I mean, right. they, they well, schedule yeah. themselves to death and then they don't, and we're talking about kind of like in that situation where you don't have time for yourself. And now it doesn't actually give us a time frame. That would be relative, wouldn't it? You know I think I think so. I think some people are going to need more than others, mm-hmm. and some people it might take baby steps to get into this. Right. But this is a self care item. That's you good know. Point. And again, what well, we've you know we had a whole show on that too. We've talked <laughs> about that several times. That uh, how do you identify? Can you identify your self care items? What do you need to do to stay grounded in yourself and not lose yourself in your uh, existence that you're living in, so right. that you can actually live live your life authentically and, and happily. And part of that comes that you have to self-reflect, right? You have to be able to have time, as you said, to decompress. Right. Now, that could be somebody, you know, could need, I have to take Sunday mornings and go for a walk. I have to be away for hours or whatever. Right. And some people maybe, I, okay, I need that 20 minutes to take a bath at night after the kids go to bed to just stop for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to read. You know, I need to go play golf. That, whatever that, that works. is. Whatever it is, you need to take time to be alone, to, to, to reflect, to have time to just get in touch with who you are. Rejuvenate yourself. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, most people, that's what happens, is that then they just fall apart because they've yep. never had time for themselves. And you get to know yourself, and like you said, you... You become more authentic. You don't just exist to do things for other people. So Right. Well, absolutely. I mean, I lived this for a long time, right? That it was appointment after appointment after appointment and mm-hmm. um, driving, 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 driving. And, you know, I never stopped, right? I mean, I stopped long enough to take a shower and go to bed and I got up in the morning and started again. Yeah, and and that's that's the life of a lot of people. And I, and I lived that for, for, for quite some time. And it's it really is an unhealthy place to be both emotionally, physically, and you just, you can't, I don't think you can sustain that forever without having some kind of, especially some kind of physical complication. Mm -hmm. The universe is going to stop you to let you regroup. Um, So it's far better to choose that time (laughs) than than God or the universe choosing that time for you. Uh, That's never going to work in your favor. That's right. But take the time, spend the time. Put it on your calendar if you have to. Sure. Put a walk, a 30-minute walk, on your calendar. And put, take the walk. And take the walk. <laughs> put, you know, put a nap on your calendar. And take the and, nap. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you can plan for all these other things in your life. Plan for yourself, too. And that's a good point. That, I think that's really hard for a lot of people. That's, I think that's hard for most people. I think it's hard. I think it is. Um, but... It, if you're going to put a, you know, some meeting that may or may not get canceled on your calendar for next Tuesday, you can put a 30-minute walk on your calendar for next Wednesday. Absolutely. And make it non-negotiable. Yes, absolutely. Well, the next one is a, a big pet peeve for me because I'm a huge, <laughs> huge component of this. Uh, it is mm-hmm. cultivating good manners. Yep. Absolutely. I think that if you can cultivate good manners, a lot of these things will just come naturally to you. Shows respect. Shows respect for other people, and you're going to get respect from other people Mm -hmm. by having good manners. And when I talk about good manners, and I'd love to have somebody on the show that actually teaches this, I am not talking about knowing which fork to use for a salad. (laughs) Right. You know, uh, that's protocol or whatever you would call it. But good manners to me is making people around you feel at ease. So it's just a it's just a way, like you say, to show respect to other people. It's it's a way to be able to learn things. It's a way to 
to be able to teach things, at least in my opinion. Well, I agree, especially when you're talking about gratitude, your thank yous and your welcomes and things mm-hmm. like that. It is a way of honoring other people for doing for you, um, acknowledging them for doing something for you that they probably didn't have to do. Right. And it's again, it's respect. And it's it really shows who you are as a person to be vulnerable enough to say, you know, thank you, or that meant something to me, or I really cared that you did that for me, or, or what have you. That it's really important, right? And good manners is not a weakness. You know, no. we've we've brought this up in uh, past shows. You, it's not a weakness to show good manners. Well, then they're going to think that they can do that all the time. Okay, that's you thinking that. That's not right. them thinking. Right. That's more about you than it is about exactly. them. Exactly. So you know, you know when, hold the door for someone. It, right. I mean, that's so simple. That is, it is so simple. And it, it means something, right? right? I mean, it costs nothing. Well, they didn't you, say thank you. That's not about them. It doesn't matter. Them. Exactly. It's not about them. It's always about you. Right. And you did the right thing. I, I, I don't know how many times holding the door for somebody is, they look at you like, What are you doing? Wow, that really? Thank, thank, <laughs> they, they, I mean, and sometimes I think they might be shocked enough that the, the thank you might come by the time they get to the car. That <laughs> I should have said thank you because they're like, Really? <laughs> You know, a lot of people just let that door just slam in my face. Right. Again, this comes along to paying attention to what's going on around you. Yes. Do you see that somebody is carrying, you know, two armfuls of groceries that you can hold the door for them? Exactly. Does it, you know, the person coming out of the medical building that's pushing pushing a person in a wheelchair, hold the door. Well, it's they, 30 they, seconds of right. your day. You know, well, they have the button that they can push for the handicap and opens the door automatically. But again, it is the personal touch. It is the somebody giving something in kind to you right. that is taking the time and the effort out of their busy life to do something for you and honor you as a person by holding the door. It is so much more than just holding the door. Right. And how many times have you heard people talk about that? What was the small things that made a difference to me? That uh, in, the manners, end, that's, in the end, that's yeah. what it's all about. And then that's what manners are about. It's about those small niceties that we put on ourselves to help people with their day. And it also, in, in retrospect, affects our day too. You know, how many times have you met a very polite, mannerful person that people just yell at all day? Not right. too many. So, right. That's you know. True. That's true. You know, in greeting people, we talked about in the show that magic still happens. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal of honoring the person by asking their name. Yes. So it really is important that you see them. You know, again, you hold the you hold the elevator door, you smile to the stranger on the street, you hold the door as somebody's coming in or out behind you. It is seeing them and how many times do we feel like we're not seen? There's a whole population of people oh, in this yeah. world that are living right now that they feel like they are nobody, they feel like no one sees them, they feel like they have of no value. That is a simple way, a free way that you can give someone some kind of self-esteem boost mm-hmm. by you see them. You see their need and some stranger that you will never know their name, you will never see them again, was willing to help them. That is a powerful thing that you can give to another person. It is sh- mm-hmm. just showing love and compassion and empathy for people that is priceless. Right. That means everything to that person, even if they can't articulate what that means. And yeah, it's so that, I agree 100%. It gives people that, that, that knowledge. And bottom line, manners matter. They sure do. And listening to people, right? That right. may be all they need. They may need, you know, we're fixers. So, you know, we're not so good at just listening without <laughs> trying to fix. But some people, that's all they need. They just need yeah, you to acknowledge the them board. and see them and hear them. 
Um, and they don't need you to fix it. Nope. They just they don't you. even need you to give an opinion on it. Right. They just need you to see them. And that's part of good manners. You know, you will never, ever be wrong for having good manners. 100%. <laughs> well, I think that leads us right into the next one. And I think most people, again, will think of this as a weakness. But it's really not. And yeah. I, I, I hope that we can enlighten you when we talk about this, that it isn't a weakness. It's just about being humble. Yep, I think people do think of it as a weakness. And they do. You know, I You be- can be humble and not be taken advantage of. Absolutely. And I think people respect that. When somebody comes to you and they want to teach you something and you're humble enough to learn it, you will get so much more out of that. That's exactly right. You know, I, I, I it amazes me how often and this is just kind of me talking about this, how often somebody wants to learn something. And how many walls people will put up not to learn. I, I already know that. I already know that. I right. already know that. Well, then what am I here for? So, but if you can be humble enough to listen, maybe you do know certain aspects out of it, but maybe you'll learn something new along the way. Being humble will get you a lot further. All, every time. Every time. Every time. You know, and I think one thing about with being humble, uh, kind of a flip on this, people will be more comfortable telling you on things that you can improve Oh, and that's always good for you. But if you fear, if, if you're not necessarily humble, uh, the one they're not going to tell you if they do, or you're going to take it personal, right? Yeah. Oh, does that mean I'm not good at it? Well, you know, honey, you're not good at everything. <laughs> so it really could be a stepping stone to improvement, right? If, if you, if you're humble and people know that you're humble, people are more willing to express things to you and talk to you. And that can only help you in the long run, right? not hurt you. I agree 100%. You know, gratitude always helps out when it, it, it because it makes you stay humble, right? I mean, it, I think it so, you know, yeah. if you're, it's like, man, I really appreciate you showing me this. I'm really appreciative that you pointed this out. You know, it's helped me grow because that's really what the point is. When you're humble, you have a much better chance of growing. Absolutely. And it helps you be less hopeless. I guess that was one thing we talked about mm-hmm. in the Hope Show that gratitude and hopelessness cannot occupy the same space. So if you can stay in a place of gratitude by being humble, you can see that you have gratitude for something that happened yesterday, which then really gives you hope that something good is going to happen tomorrow. And you can stay in a much happier, content place today by having gratitude for those things in your life and those people in your life, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and acknowledging that and seeing that and being part of that is, is just vitally important to being happy. And to uh, this, we're talking about the simple formula for living. It's free. It's true. Right? It's free. And you don't, you know, yeah, it's good to acknowledge people and tell them you're grateful. Just so you know and you have that place in you that you can see those things that you're grateful for in your life. That's just huge. Absolutely huge for, for living a happy, simple, because it really is that simple. Yeah. It really is that simple. It really is. Well, and I got to tell you, I think the next one, most people would absolutely 100% agree with, but it's something that we just genuinely don't realize. We make it as a statement, and we'll talk about this. It's realizing and accepting that life isn't fair. Right. Ron Bernard, uh, who's going to do a show with us, I remember years and years ago, that he had said, you know, Christy, life isn't fair, but it's equally unfair to everyone. Right. 
And that really levels the playing field because some people think, well, no, they're rich, so their life is perfect. Yeah. No, it's not. Right. Well, they're poor, so I feel terrible for them because life just isn't fair to them. It's not any more unfair than anybody else. Right. You know, I mean, you're granted you might have pockets of times or things that things are unfair, but everybody got something. Right. Everybody's got something. And I think that that's really hard because when we talk about life isn't fair, usually it's always from a personal standpoint. Right. Life isn't fair to me. But right. once you recognize that comparing life, it against somebody else, that's right. the, that's the problem. Is that I judge my life isn't fair because I'm comparing it to somebody else. Well, and how many times do we tell our teenagers that it's like, oh, honey, life isn't fair, right. <laughs> and it's not fair to anybody. You know, right. I mean, if if life was fair, then we'd all have a Mercedes. We'd all have, but then there'd be no challenge in life either. So right. I think that that's one thing that we have to realize. And again, accept that life is equally unfair to everyone. That's right. In some way. You know, a lot of times I think we can look back and those unfair things were dots that we can now connect that got us exactly where we are. <laughs> that we're true. now happy about. <laughs> but, in, but at the moment, we were emotionally charged by that unfair thing, maybe rightfully so. It, you know, it ruined our day. But six months from now, we look back and think, oh, man, that unfair moment was one of the best things that ever yep. happened to me. I, I mean, how many of those do we have? Um, exactly. Because, you know, sometimes losing is winning. That's you know, a and point. a lot of times winners that should never lose, lose. Right. It just is. And I cannot remember, and I think I brought this up in another show, and I don't know if it's a Nike commercial, but it shows how many times these pro athletes lost. Oh, because, I, yeah. yeah I, like, I think that I, uh, with Michael Jordan, I think the statistic is that he actually missed more game-winning shots than he has made in mm-hmm. his career, but we don't remember those. And you know, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth had more strikeouts than he had home runs. Mm-hmm. All true. Is that fair, unfair? You know, who knows? You know, but it was equally. It was equally, exactly. <laughs> but we remember the good stuff, so that's the good thing. But right. You can't get stuck there. But how many people get stuck in that victim state oh. of life isn't fair, woe is me? Then they create scenarios that infor- they reinforce that for themselves. Then all that they see is how life isn't fair. And then they get in that cycle, they live right. in that cycle, and woe is me. It's terrible. Life is horrible because nothing good is going to happen to me. And that's the you know, law of attraction. What you focus on, you increase. And that's exactly what they get because that's exactly what they see. Right. And I think that you you hit the nail on the head. When you act like life isn't fair, you are the victim in this story. That's right. Every time, 100%. So if you want to change that narrative, once you accept and realize that it's equally unfair for everybody, well, yeah, could Michael Jordan or Babe Ruth just given up after they didn't hit that game-winning shot? or Then they would have been the victim. But they exactly. chose not to do that. Right. So if you are in that state, well, you know, my sister got everything and I got nothing. Well, who's the victim here? Right. Do you want to live like a victim? Well, and especially if you're 50 years old. <laughs> you know, again, if you're 16 or 10 and, and you know, and this, is, and this is a problem and we can we can kind of level the playing field and kind of fix that. But if you're 50 and life isn't fair because my sister got everything and I didn't. Um, and my yeah. sister did get everything. No, I. <laughs> you know th- that's not that's not a good place for you to be. No, you know but- because you're you 
you're living. You can't it. move on. Exactly. You, you are the victim of your entire story. You are it. You are the damsel in distress. You are the this. You are whatever plot you want to put on this. You will never be able to move on from that unless you stop being the victim of this. That's so. Right. Definitely realize that it's unfair for everybody. That'll help you out and get you to move on. You can't live in that state. You cannot live I in mean, there. I li- mean, live as in air quotes, right? You can't live in that state. You have to have control and power of your own life to actually live it. Right. And I got to tell you, that helps out with our next one, and we, we don't say this enough, <laughs> is know when to keep your mouth shut. Now, I got to tell you, again, I this list is really interesting because it does narrow down to specific things. Yeah. But this is one thing that a lot of lists never talk about, is right. know when to keep your mouth shut. You, you've heard that when you were a kid. You probably have heard it when you were an adult. It's all about knowing, hey, I, just let me Stop. sit back. Let me stop. Just stop. Just stop. That one sentence sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Susan Schumacher to me, the one sentence sooner. Yep. You know, because it it never helps to hurt someone else just because they're hurting you. Yes. Right? I mean, we do it. Yep. We've we've all done it. Um, That that wheel just keeps on turning. That cycle just... just... You got to stop the cycle and know that when you come back and you come back with something even more hurtful than they just said or more aggressive <laughs> than they just said. You are just keeping that right. train going down the track that is not good for you. It's not good for them. It's not good for that relationship, whatever that relationship is. Right. And you just got to you gotta stop. When it's becoming destructive and hurtful, walk, uh, away. walk away, regroup, come back. Uh, maybe you need some intervention in helping deal with that communication. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta stop. Now, granted... And <laughs> this is not the it, greatest place for me. Well, and I know, and I think that, like in the show with Susan, when she talks about your amygdala taking over, oh, th- this is, yeah. yeah, this is probably one of those incidences that if you could just not talk, walk away, right. then that front part of your brain might kick back in. Yeah, the uh, Just Breathe show. Yeah. We talked about that, that your amygdala takes over when you become the fight or flight and you feel that you're in danger exactly. of some sort. And that could be physical danger. That could be danger in some type of relationship that you're going to lose something that you don't mm-hmm. want to lose. And then we just lose control. Right. Um, exactly. Exactly. This is one of those things that if you breathe and stop talking, then maybe you can start thinking more clearly, more rationally, more rationally and either communicate then or decide, okay, this is not going well. We're doing more damage to our relationship. Right. <laughs> so we need to stop and regroup and and kind of move ahead and and come back to this later. Right, exactly. Exactly. And I got to tell you, we can always know when to keep our big mouth shut. You know, it's funny because one of the, Dr. O'Mara, when she was on here, one thing we talk about all the time is it was a big thing for me when she said you can't force self-awareness. This is one of these things that you can't force self-awareness. You've got to make a choice at the moment to stop talking, and that is part of becoming more self-aware. I got to tell you that I think with keeping our big mouth shut leads right into the next one. <laughs> you know, and I got to tell you, I didn't think about this when we were kind of going over the show. And I didn't realize how often I do this until right. I became more, well, self-aware of it. <laughs> but it's going an entire day without criticizing anyone, including yeah. yourself. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the biggest criticism that we have. People probably say, I, I really try to not criticize other people. 
but you, you criticize are. yourself. Seventy-six <laughs> percent of our self-talk is negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 sabotage ourselves and criticize ourselves. I think far more than anybody else does it for us. Right, and I try not to criticize other people. I try not to get because that's just gossip and that just spirals out of control. But the not criticizing yourself, I found that very difficult. Yeah, you know, and when we were going over the show and you said that, and I'm like. I never even think about that. So when I try to be more mindful of it, it's like, man, I do that a lot throughout the day. And and even in your own mind, even if you don't necessarily vocalize it, Mm -hmm. that thinking process of criticizing people, even in your mind, because your thoughts create your reality. So then that, then perfection is in the practice. You perfect being critical of other people, even if in your mind, if it doesn't come out, yeah, stop doing that. (laughs) Right. What we're saying here, don't criticize anybody. Including yourself. Including yourself, right there. Here's another one that, again, is not new. It, you're not. This is not going to be shocking to you, but a lot of people just can't do it. I mean, myself included sometimes. It is learning from your past and plan for the future. Now, most of the time, we don't learn from our past. We replay it like old reruns <laughs> of, you know, I don't know. And we criticize ourselves, yeah. and then we... We, we, we start talking and running our mouth about right. it. <laughs> exactly. It, it, I don't understand the point of it, but yes, I do it too. So, and I, it, even when I'm doing it and I'm like, why are you doing this? You can't do anything about it. It's done. It's over with. Move on. And especially, this is the one I really love when I'm doing that reruns of my past, that I don't even know these people anymore. Right. Isn't, Isn't that, that weird? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, he's it, like, man, I really should have been better about that. I really... Yeah, there's you haven't seen them in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all do that. We all look back and we wish that in this situation we would have showed up better. Oh, um, yeah. Why we hang on to some of those things. Um, because a lot of times I think if you ran into that person, they'd have no earthly idea what you were talking Probably about. Probably not. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Probably not. But yes, I, I find this very hard sometimes. <laughs> but it is about learning from our past. It is. Well, you, it's a wasted lesson. It's a wasted opportunity mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't learn from the lesson from whatever it is that we're talking about that happened in your past. Exactly. You know, so whatever that was, it doesn't matter. Because it's and coming back. It's coming back. You know, and I think that that's one of the things. It's like that whole warning, uh, you know, it, it, when we're replaying it in our heads, it's that warning that we're getting ready to do it again or something right. to that effect. Right. But I do. I think that if we can just take that moment and say, what did I need from that? What did I get from that? What did I apply that to? And then making plans for the future. Right. Absolutely. But I think it keeps you kind of in the present. And then that what the next one's all about? Right, of being mindful of being in the present. Yeah, because you live in this moment. Your life goes moment to moment to moment, Mm -hmm. but you live in the present moment. You don't live in the past. You don't live in the future. You know, some people try to live in the past and the future, but you don't. You can exist there, but you don't live there. Right. And life is about living it, not about existing through it. Yes. So, you know, every minute that we have, we have to be present. We have to be present to the people. We have to be present to... Um, ourselves mm-hmm. and, and what are our needs and what's going on in the world around us because that's where we make the difference that's where we make our difference in the world is in this moment and being mindful of the present moment i gotta tell you we all have problems with that i do yeah. it you do it oh, everybody does it but if we at least try to take the time to be mindful that we're in here right now talking to each other and this is where we're at we're not thinking about you know uh five days from now or even that i gotta get get home i gotta mow the grass i gotta i don't know you'll get so much more out of this it'll be so much more positive in your life if you can just stay here well you know i mentioned the just breathe show with Susie callen 
And that was one of the things we talked about. When you live in that what ifs, mm. what if, should, shouldn'ts, <laughs> those past and present things, yeah. then you get high anxiety. That's right. A good and point. the more anxiety you get, because then you're going to start stressing over what happened um, or what's going to happen. If you can stay in the moment, force yourself to stay in this, this moment right now. Is that a realistic thing? Is that what if fear? Is that really real? Is it real right now? Oh, I'm worried about something that's going to happen six weeks from now. Why are you losing today over something that may happen six weeks from now? Right. Again, we all do it. Sure. How can you reel it back? How can you say, okay, I'm not going to worry about six weeks from now. I'm going to worry about right now because there's a lot can happen in six weeks. Well, and we're talking about the actual worry. You know, we're not talking about taking precautions to fix whatever it is or do whatever it is. We're not talking about... Because that's in the moment. Yeah, that's in the moment. You can do that in the moment. You can take a precaution... For yeah. something that's going to happen six weeks exactly. from now. Exactly. Fixing you your brakes on your car because they're going out six weeks from now, you might get in a wreck. Well, you're taking care of that problem. So yeah. when we're talking about living in the present, that's what we're talking about, is taking the time to be in the moment, right. not exactly. in the future, not in the past. And with those people, places, and things that are in that moment with you. I agree 100%. And again, something we all need to work towards because yeah. I, don't I don't know do that we it ever well. master it. <laughs> But, but it is, but we need to be mindful of it. Right. And I got to tell you, that leads us right into the next one. And I, we say it all the time. It's a saying that everybody says, is don't sweat the small stuff. And it's really interesting because I can't remember who wrote this book, but I read this book and it was called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And believe me, it's all small stuff. Right. I think that, that we say this, but man, do we ever blow the small things so out of proportion. We do. And, you know, part of this, too, one of, is that we maximize our weaknesses and minimize our strengths, which then I think that propels this to happen, right? That we yes. make small things so much bigger than they need to be, which is the whole point of the show, right? Is simplifying our living. Right. And you simplify that by understanding the small stuff is just that, you know? But the small stuff can cause us so many problems, but Mm -hmm. the small stuff is the stuff that really um, makes life worth living, for me, anyway. Mm -hmm. Those little everyday things, those little everyday comments that people make to you or those little everyday feelings that they make you feel important, that is so much more important to me than some big gesture. And I think that's a very good point that most people need to take away from that is when you don't sweat the small stuff because those small things do bother you so much, then reverse that. If you want to make the small stuff a big deal, then make the small stuff incredible, extraordinary things. So when you talk about somebody, you talk about them in a good light. If you hold the door for somebody, you can feel good that you did that. Those are the small things. Instead of you sweating what bad things might happen, turn them into good things. Exactly. And it's that simple. It is that not simple. Easy, not easy, but it's that simple. Really, it is that simple. And what, you know, one of the, your favorite phrases, you know, is it going to matter six months from now? Yeah. Six hours from now. Right. You because know? if it doesn't, let it go. Are you going to really lose all your happiness from the day because you got in an argument with a 16-year-old guy that's making a hamburger for you? No. Right. You know, it's not, right. it's not worth it. That's the sweating the small stuff. But what you can walk away from is, well, I'm not going to get into it with you. There's 300 more hamburger joints right down the road. Right. So yeah, just it, don't sweat those things that, that get so escalated that you it, you've lost all control from it. You become the victim in this story. Right. And then we and again that it's so easy to get going, especially oh, yeah. especially when you don't stop talking. You know, we get back to that mm-hmm. one when you just keep running your mouth and you keep talking. 
Uh, this is how I get myself in trouble anyway. You know, <laughs> they, they push that button and, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, no, it's on that's now. Right. The ignition then, button has been. Right. <laughs> For what? For what? For me to ruin my day and get my blood pressure up and, and get all worked up over, you know, something silly. Right. It, um, they, they, they messed up a Coke or they didn't put a fry in a bag. I have done it, too. I mean, yeah. I have gone into a store just showing my complete butt, you know, about you guys didn't put the fries in here. And it... Really? Yeah. Again, is it going to matter six months from now? No. Right. You know, I mean, work, something at work, right? You know, uh, work, is, I think, is a big one. Yeah. Is, is it going to matter? You know, it, uh, it's only going to matter if you make such a big deal of it that you now harm a relationship that now six months from now your relationship is tanked because something stupid happened that you blew a gasket over. Well, and when we're talking about that, we're talking about relationships at home too. How many people go home and talk about Betty Sue or, you know, Jonathan that did this and, you know, and your mate is probably going, gosh, shut up. I can't take it anymore. You're talking about this person. I know I'm guilty of it. Right. And that takes it back to the criticism. Yeah. You know, don't don't get stuck in the criticism of other people. Oh gosh, no, because I just it just ruins so much stuff. It sure does. Because <laughs> you know what the bottom line is: there's always small stuff. Oh, always. So if you get stuck in the small stuff, you're going to be stuck in it forever. And I think some people do get stuck in that small stuff forever, just so they don't have to spend time with themselves, that they don't have to come back to not criticizing people, and right. it's comfortable. Well, some and- people are comfortably uncomfortable. Being unhappy and being a victim and being a victim and that's where the small you know they 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 create these small things and turn them into massive things just so they can create the drama in their life that then they don't have to deal with themselves and you know we know those people uh, we've been that person from time to time sure. and uh, let it go it's yeah. a, it's it's a little thing it doesn't nope you know as long as somebody's still breathing you can fix it. So move it down the line and, and don't don't lose your happiness over it. It's not worth it. Yeah, don't ever lose your happiness yeah. over that kind of stuff. Well, I got to tell you, this kind of sums up our two-part series of the simple formula for living. Again, we're not saying that these things are easy, and we're not saying that we never have done them. We do. But like you said, it's not about mastering it. It's about practicing it. Exactly. So I think that if we can take these kind of simple formulas, whether all of them, some of them, some here, some there, just work them out in your lives in some way. So, Christy, do you have any final thoughts for us today? Well, I think one of the hardest things that we do in life is to actually live it. You know, that may sound silly, but I think it's true. And, it, you know, at least here in our Western culture, we're not necessarily programmed. You know, some of the things we talked about in the first version is like the living below your means. Mm-hmm. Th- that's not part of our capitalist society, right? Life is so busy and it's so fast that it's really hard to slow down enough to actually live our life. You know, we spend so much time working, sitting in traffic, going and going and going that we don't stop to live in that moment. We all do this for different reasons and many that we don't think we can make a different choice to do it differently. You know, in in just a second, that one that you love can be gone right? Mm -hmm. Children seem to grow up overnight. The minutes turn into hours and days and then years. And that sometime out there that you think that you're going to be talking about is now 10 years down the road. So you got to do it different today. You got to make different choices. And even if it is to leave work a half hour early or take your partner out to dinner, you know, make it to your kid's soccer game this week. You know, use that vacation time that you leave on the books each year. 30% of people's benefit package they don't use when it comes to vacation 
you know, find somewhere or something that you can do with your family, you know, that you can afford, right? I mean, whether it's a day trip, a week trip, whatever, spend the time, take the time, simplify your life and spend it with those people that you love. Unfortunately, we don't tend to realize that those lost moments until they're actually gone. Call that best buddy that you haven't talked to in a while, Mm. right? Finish that project that you promised your spouse that you would finish. Go play ball with your kids. So live your life today with those people that you've chosen to have in your life. And don't just be it. Simplify your life so you can live it. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.